Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We are in the second message, and if you'll think, if you'll think, if you'll think, you know exactly that this ties right in to everything that God's going to be saying to us from His Word as we look into what follows the faithfulness of God. I'll show you how narcissistic we are. We are raised to believe that ever, whatever we purchase, we own it. But when I study God's word and get deep into the kingdom, there's no ownership. It's all stewardship. So the church is messed up just like the world. I did not call forward church out. I said the church, the body of Christ, is just as messed up as the world because we're convinced that's my car, I own that car. That's my home, I own that home. That's my business, I own that business. But we've been bought with a price. We were in slavery to narcissism. And God bought us out and brought us out through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. So it's not about, whew, it's not about ownership. It's about stewardship. See, if we don't get these first two messages right, I could be talking till Christ returns and not touch your need to release your finances. But when you understand that God is faithful, that was last Sunday, that God is faithful, he's always going to be faithful, he will always fulfill his word, he will never deviate from his will, praise the Lord, that opens up the opportunity for me to die to myself, grow up and out of narcissism, know that I don't own that home, I don't own those vehicles, I don't own Chief and High School, I don't own the basketball program, I don't own the business, I don't own my wife, I don't own my... Ch- Ooh. Listen, behind ownership is a controlling spirit. Hey, the Spirit of the Lord is here. We like to call ownership so we can control. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start working on it now. You and I are not going to control heaven. So let's get started down here. And since I'm a little bit older than most of you in here, I've got to really speed it up. I've got to really speed it up. Because in God's kingdom, it's not ownership, it's stewardship. And when we get our hearts and our minds right, then our billfolds are very relaxed. But until we understand that we are merely stewards, we will never ever know the benefits of tithing and also giving love offerings and alms and serving and sharing in the lives of people. When we think about stewardship, you're thinking of three key words, growing, serving, and giving. Let's first of all talk about what it means to be a steward, and then let's talk about for just a moment in regards to stewardship. But let me give you, first of all, just a quick reminder. We are all born narcissistic, and it takes God's love, grace, and mercy to redeem us out of that curse. 
so that we can become stewards, managers, not owners. Let me break this down. Even though Robin and I have been here since 1988 in the state of Florida, we don't own this ministry. (laughs) But see, we are raised to believe whatever we touch, that's mine. And if you don't play right, I'm going to take my marbles and go home. Because we are by nature, not the new nature, the old nature, we are narcissistic. Even sometimes in our giving, underneath those green little dollars, however big they may be, can be a controlling spirit. I expected for it to be quiet. But ladies and gentlemen, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And all the earth is the fullness of God. This morning, I'd like for you to have a a pendulum swing. And I'd like for us to move away from ownership into stewardship. Because if you don't get it right here, I promise when you stand before the Lord, He's going to show you you never owned anything while you were here. In fact, parents that try to own their kids teach them how to rebel. I don't own my children. I don't own grandchildren. Glory to God. Man, the Spirit of the Lord is all over this place. I don't own that school where I serve. I don't own those kids. I don't own those individuals that work alongside me. We are all team members on one team. (laughs) Let's talk about stewards. A steward is a person who manages another's property or financial affairs. Boy, I could go immediately into the Gospels and how Jesus talked about five, two, and one. Stewardship. It's the careful and responsible management of something that has been entrusted to us. In a few moments, we're going to get into some scriptures. And at the end of the message, we're going to actually pause for part three next Sunday. And Bobby's going to come and he's going to share how important it is for us to be stewards. As a steward, please take your Bibles this morning and follow along or on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, 20, and 21. So let me pause for a moment. I love the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I get into a race mode mentality, and he'll slow me down because I'm like a horse on a track sometimes, going way too fast. If you are young and you are dating, you do not own that date. Glory. And you don't own the person that you're wanting to date. That's called manipulation. Is Jezebel here? I don't mean a woman. I mean that spirit. (laughs) More relationships are destroyed. And marriages damaged because of a controlling spirit. I own you. Where have you been? Why were you gone so long? But when we understand that God is faithful and I'm merely a steward of what he's given unto me, it changes my perspective on life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, 20, and 21, namely that God was in Christ, 
reconciling the world to himself. So Jesus was more than a man. All the fullness, the Bible says, all the fullness of God dwelt in him bodily. Reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Isn't anyone just want to shout right there? God is not keeping a tally card on all the things you've done wrong and all the things I've done wrong. Wow, praise God. And he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Only stewards can carry that. And people that walk in the spirit can tell real quick if you're about reconciliation or ownership. Because in the kingdom you own nothing. I mean, when they beheaded Paul and his head went rolling, he was still the Apostle Paul. He was no longer there. In our daily bread this morning, the story was about Stephen. And even when he was accused of things he did not do because he was merely doing what the Bible says he could do, signs, wonders, and miracles, they began to lie about him. That's a controlling spirit. That's ownership. Ooh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. In a moment, I'm going to introduce to you that you and I have been called ambassadors for Christ. When I understand that I'm an ambassador for Christ, I don't hold on to what belongs to him anyway. Listen, he doesn't just own the 10%, he owns the 100% of whatever Robin and I have. A lot of individuals would like to walk in signs, wonders, and miracles until persecution starts. It costs Stephen his very life simply because of signs, wonders, and miracles. But he was breaking protocol for those that were struggling when I was here before a few moments ago. He broke protocol with the Jewish tradition. Why? Because it was all about ownership. Glory, God's here this morning, right now. How we doing, Robin? Are we doing okay? Is this what you were looking for? See, stewards, stewards know that everything that comes in goes out. Glory. I am merely a steward in the kingdom. Oh, I was different when I was lost. That was my Chevelle Malibu. Don't mess with those Craig or, uh-uh, baby. Don't even touch that. Oh, if you get in my vehicle, you better make sure you leave nothing in my vehicle. That's the dirty dentist that used to live. I wouldn't even let my parents ride in my, in my, uh, in my wonderful uh, Chevy. No, but no, 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 no. We were born narcissistic. <laughs> we own ourselves and we own anybody that comes into our circle. <laughs> Gl- glory. God is here. Ladies and gentlemen, God is here. I'm sure you're wondering, I thought Pastor was going to be teaching on tithes and offerings and finances. If you can't get your foundation right, why would you want to consider your sides and your rafters? Until you see yourself merely as a steward and stop trying to own things, you're going to do to others what you're doing to yourself, having a controlling attitude and a controlling mindset. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I'm trying to see some people go free today where you can merely be a steward. That's all we are. I read last night and I shared it in the prayer circle that one of the legends in the body of Christ who was a great worship leader 
is now in the choir of heaven worshiping none other than Cliff Barrels, the great worship leader with Billy Graham. He's been all over the world and all over the nation. And Billy Graham said, live on TV, he said, the thing that I know about Cliff Barrels, he was a man of integrity and he saw himself as a steward of the gifts that God had given to him. Father, I just thank you right now for Cliff Barrels. God, I thank you for his great testimony. God, I thank you for the way that he worshipped you. God, I thank you for the integrity of that man. God, I thank you that he has left behind a great track for us to follow. May we as men and women be stewards in the kingdom and may we walk with integrity in everything we do and say. And God's people said, Amen. And the Bible says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. That means all of the junk of my life, all the junk of your life was laid on Jesus. So that I could be transferred out of a controlling person into a steward person. So that I would understand that the faithfulness of God on the cross can become the faithfulness in my own life. As an ambassador, listen to what William Ward said. Giving is more than a responsibility, it's a privilege. More than an act of obedience, it's an evidence of our faith. Before I move to the next point, and maybe I'll stop after that, because I want to make sure that Bobby has time to share what it means to be a steward. Listen closely. Before you give your finances, it's essential that you give yourself to Christ. Hmm. I'm going to save some uh, nuggets that the Lord gave to me for Robin and I and for the marriage conference, but there's a lot of similarities between what goes on in the church and what goes on in marriages. It's true, ladies and gentlemen. Many things that we do in the church is out of legality. It's out of the law. And many things that we do in our marriages is because we have to, we're supposed to, rather than I'm a steward. And he's given me this and I release it to you. Glory. Glory. All that I am is a steward. But I want to connect something here for a moment. Are you ready? How will I know that I am a steward because you're a servant? But people who live in narcissistic worlds of their own making, they're the ones who live under the controlling spirit. They don't serve anyone. Everyone serves them. Glory. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. This morning, God is talking to us on the heels of last Sunday on God's faithfulness. He's now trying to show the great shift that should be taking place in every nation that we're coming out of the narcissistic way of living that it's all about me and it's all about my cars and it's all about my clothes and it's all about my vacation and it's all about and it's all about and it's all about. We lose all of that and we simply say we're stewards in the kingdom. Glory, glory, glory. Well, maybe you can hear this morning, and I know you can, but I'm not saying my voice, I'm saying his voice. With this last section, we'll close for this morning. We're talking about stewardship. 
Stewardship is a calling. Listen closely, if you will, please. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. But when God, who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me, so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood. Stewardship is a calling, and it's a calling that God initiated. And everything that God initiates is out of love. So I hope this morning that you can hear above my voice the voice of a loving, compassionate Father simply saying, I am sovereign, I invite you into stewardship in my kingdom, and all the blessings of my kingdom will overtake you. Simply be a steward and serve one another. Amen. Glory. So this morning, in just a moment, I'm going to have Bobby come up and he's going to share how in one week God set him apart. Let me just pause for a second. Father, I thank you for the way you've put this all together this morning. I just want to thank you. I thank you how you take the the pieces and you cause them to fit together. I thank you. Lord, I pray that this place will sparkle with your grace and with your mercy and with your love and that we would come out of all narcissistic thinking and all mindsets that are displeasing to the kingdom and that we would see ourselves simply as you truly do, that we are stewards in your kingdom and that we are called to be faithful as servants of the Most High God for we've been set apart. With this, I give you thanks, Father. Father, I want to declare over every one of you here this morning that you have been set apart and the things of this world do not belong to you. You don't have to be owned by them and you don't have to own them. You've been set apart. You were called by God's grace and I want you to know that it pleases God right now to reveal to you His Son and to help you to walk into sonship with Him so that you can walk at a new dimension, a new level of being a steward in the kingdom of the Most High God. And that will take you beyond the realms of where you've been so that you're not just going to meet people who live in your region, but you're going to be open to meeting people from all walks of life. That's the power of the cross. Originally, it was for the Jews, but the Jews rejected love. I pray this morning that there's no one here that's rejecting the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Man, I sense the Spirit of the Lord. I, as a servant of the Most High God, stand before you as a valiant steward of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ and make available to you everything that has been made available to me and much much more beyond. If you will simply see that you've been set apart, you have been given the name an ambassador in His kingdom to go out into the world and to reach others even as Stephen did and lay hands upon the sick and see them recover and that you would speak miracles into the lives of people. This is what stewards do and they never ask anything in return they do it because they are servants in the kingdom under the leadership of the most high God giving praise in this place giving praise in this place let the name of the Lord begin to ring in this place as we see who we are he has brought us out of all of that stuff of the past Shall we pray? Great is thy faithfulness. It's new every morning. Father, I ask that you would forgive me again 
for taking so long to understand that I'm merely a steward. I don't own anything, not even the clothes on my back. I am merely a steward. Please forgive me. Father, I don't own my marriage. I don't own the home. I don't own this ministry. I don't own the school. Everything that we have, you've given it to us. Things that we don't even deserve, you've given. I stand amazed. And perhaps that, maybe that's what you're doing right now too. You're praying before the sovereignty of God and to simply say, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Forgive me. And thank you for opening my eyes this morning, Father, by the Holy Spirit, so that I could see who I really am. I'm a steward. I'm an ambassador. My citizenship is on the other side, and I've been called to reach out to others and to pour into their lives and sacrificially to give. Father, show me how to make the transition at this point, Lord. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's just do two things. One, Father, wherever there's been a controlling atmosphere or a controlling spirit in our homes or our business world, our schools, we break that now in Jesus' name. We break that. We break that. And as that is broken, we bring our insecurities to you. That you would heal those insecurities that would call us to to be attracted to that controlling spirit. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Fill the vacancies in our hearts right now, in our minds, where we let go of that narcissistic mindset. Recalibrate and give to us the mind of Christ. Give us the mind of Christ. Then give us new lenses today so that we can look at others differently and quit thinking those thoughts that are not even necessary. The other thing before uh, I introduce Bobby to come and to share what stewardship is all about. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. We've been at the altar this morning in worship, but maybe you would just like to raise your hand and yes, I'm going to just kind of take a quick glance to see the hands that go up that I can pray and agree with you. And maybe here's the, the thing the Spirit of the Lord has brought to my attention. Pastor, I've never really seen stewardship the way that it has been opened up this morning and it's going to be continued, but I I want to start walking in stewardship. No ownership, but stewardship. Can you just just pray for me this morning? Because I'm ready to start. I, I don't even know what that's going to be like, but I'm ready to start becoming a steward. And I guess I need to start by knowing that I've been set apart. 
Would you pray for me this morning that I'll remember that this week when all the things come my way that I'll remember? I am set apart. I'm a steward. I'm an ambassador. Gosh, no way. uh -uh, No, thank you. I'll pass. I'm a steward. I'm an ambassador in the kingdom of the Most High God. Wow, one, two, wow, punches. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, just just raise your hands. I'm going to pray. Others are raising their hands. It's not for me. Please, it's not for me. You're just acknowledging before the Lord that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. Father, Our hands went up and our hearts went open. (laughs) We're so young in you, Lord. Oh, we might have some age, but we're so young in you. Please teach us how to be good stewards. Help us to take some real strong, positive steps this week. What it means to be a steward. (laughs) May it start with our relationship with you and for those of us that are married. May we really be stewards in the home and then the business world and all those activities that you call us into. Show us how to steward our gifts and our talents and to always be positive and to uplift one another and to build up the body of Christ. Thank you so very much. Thank you for giving us sonship and stewardship. You're really cool. We love we love you. We're so grateful. We bow in your presence and declare your sovereignty over our lives, over all that you've given to us. And out of that, Father God, we will serve one another and we will serve the lost and watch them come into the kingdom thank you thank you across the house can you just begin to just in your way give thanks to the Lord can you do that can you give thanks to the Lord it can be a clap it can be a voice but we're saying to the Lord thank you thank you thank you thank you Bobby, get ready, if you will, please. I didn't do too bad. Pretty close. I tell you what I sense in my spirit. Come on up, brother. And we'll make sure that mic is hot. I sense in my spirit that there's some that have really been lifted this morning. Because there's nothing like walking as a steward. And I just want to give this word to you. huh? And you put your name beside you. Don't be concerned. God is managing. Let me say it one more time. To you. You put your name beside you. Don't be concerned about that. God's managing. Let me explain. Doggone it. They got me last week. Just wait. I'll I'll, I'll take care of that this week. 
Don't be concerned. God's going to take care of it. Amen. Well, Bobby's going to share perhaps a couple of slides, some pictures. Some of you may have known and some of you may not know that he took a missions trip within the States. He's faithful because his God is. He served because God showed him about stewardship. And I've asked him to come for a few moments and share about a missions trip and what some men did in one week. Let's give the Lord praise. Well, I'm not much of a speaker by no means, so y'all bear with me. I'll try to keep this somewhat short. Um, I do got to read a verse when, when, from what Brother Dennis was preaching here this morning. Um, I, I, sometimes I flip over to the child's Bible um, to where I can understand something and put it on, on a level where I can understand. Um, uh, for our Second Corinthians 5.20 so, so we have been sent to speak for Christ as it is, as if it is God calling you through us. We speak for Christ. We beg to be at peace with God. I can do anything through Christ. And you know, I, I, I come from a loving Christian family and I didn't always follow Christ, but um, recently... God spoke, asked me um, to to go on a mission trip. We, we've been going through this men's steak dinner for a little over a year and a half now, and it, it's touched me being a part of that ministry, um, just being there with other men, knowing that i got brothers in Christ to stand beside me, um, that I can be a faithful servant or an ambassador of Christ. Um, so... What, what we have here is um, the, the men, uh, a couple months ago, they went on a, on a trip. They went up to build a cabin. Um, so we have a place to stay as we go back on other mission trips to the Appalachian area. Um, it's, it was in Raynell, West Virginia. Um, the, and if we flip up on the first slide here, um, I think we got something. Um, I, I, I got kind of back up here. I just, y'all bear with me that, Lord, just let them hear you through me, Lord. Don't back me out of the equation. Let my stuttering go. But um, I'm very nervous up here. But through him, I can speak. Um, I, I was sitting in a Trico. I, I, actually, I got to start where I was at whenever I was called to go on this trip. Um, the Thursday of the men's steak dinner, I wasn't going to go. Um, work kind of pulled me away with a different little project I had going on. Um, it took longer than what I anticipated, so I didn't get to go get on the track hoe that night. So I went to the men's steak dinner and um, got that. And at that steak dinner, they talked that they were the following week they were going to go to Raynell, West Virginia, and build a house for somebody. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. I'll, I, I want to give for that. Um, I, I didn't find nobody, but I, I knew later on that week I could give to somebody. And um, the next morning I woke up, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting there in the Traco running, and Lord's like, I don't want you, my money. I, he, he, want, he wanted me. 
Um, he 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 gave me the money um, to to do whatever he wanted me. He, he told me to take that that money, spend it in serving him um, and what I needed to do to, to make the trip happen. Um, so I'm like, Lord, okay, I, I'll I'll go. Um, you know I don't want to as me, but I want to be your faithful servant. I want it to where, you know, I got a lot going on. You've given me a lot of work right now. Uh, you know I want to be in the woods hunting. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, the, this, this is, I'm very rarely here during this time of the year, but I'm here so I can, I can work on other things that God's given me to do right now. Um, but um, if I go on this trip, it's going to take away basically all my hunting season. Um, but Lord, I'm going, I'll, I'll make it work. If you can make it work on, on my job and the contracts that I have, um, my obligations that I have to fulfill. So, um, that morning about six thirty, or, or excuse me, about seven thirty, the lady that I was doing the work for, um, she come by and I kind of told her where God was leading me. And she's like, absolutely. I'll give you a contract extension to, to let it happen. And then, um, I'm like, well, that's what hurdle one. So I'll call my my boss and ask if I can spring up a last minute um, move of vacation time and call him. Sure, no problem. Go ahead. So, all right, Lord, I'm I'm going. So I I called and started making arrangements to to meet with the the gentleman and figuring out the right times and whatnot, and everything kind of fell into place. Um, but when we, we kind of jump ahead there, we're on up to the actual mission trip where I was able to serve. Um, we go into, um, we're going to build a house for this lady. Um, we drive a 13 and a half hour trip on the way up there. Um, I hit a deer on the, before we got to Lake City, one of the gentlemen got a speeding ticket on the um, way up. Um, it was, we, we were, we were going to serve. We had a, we had a mission. We were on that way for that mission. Um, but the deer didn't do really no damage to my little car. Um, speeding ticket. Uh, he, he can do school over it. He'll still have to pay the fine, but, um, but sometimes you pay to, to serve. Um, but we, we get, we get to the place where we're going there and we, um, we pull in to Raynell seven thirty eight o'clock at night, which we left at five in the morning. Um, get there, and they have everything staged and go. And, and this picture was taken probably about nine nine thirty on Tuesday morning. Um, there was nothing but concrete blocks there when we got there, and a big stack of lumber and everything. We started adding everything that you can see as wood is what we put there. Um, that we were able to build. Um, and if you'll flip to the next slide, um, this is kind of a little while later. I, actually, I think this is about what time we took a break, somewhere around 9.30 or so. Um, someone was going by taking pictures while other people were taking drinks of water. Um, go ahead and go to the next picture. Um, this is just before lunchtime um, on the Tuesday. Uh, next slide. Um, this is at about 3 o'clock in the in the afternoon you can see we already have the trusses up now the lady in the pink this is the lady that we are we were able to build the house for um she lost absolutely everything she had in the flood um the the flood waters just kind of give you a little bit of perspective um they said that 
there was one couple, an elderly couple that was part of this uh, flood. They said when they went to bed that night, water was out at their driveway. Um, the lady, the lady, she was 80, 85 or somewhere around 85 years old. Um, when she um, went to bed, the water was out at the driveway. She woke up 45 minutes later, and when she stepped out of her bed, um, she was in ankle-deep water, um, which, talking to the people around the area, that was about eight feet of water rise in 45 minutes. Um, then um, within the next couple, couple of, or distance of time, I don't know how long it was, or remember how long it was, um, couple hours I guess but th- when the rescuers had rescued this elderly couple which the the elderly man he he, he did perish in the flood um, but the the lady was holding the, this old older man her husband in in her arms that night and they were pray- she said that they were praying together as he made his last words um, but so we we know he's in heaven, and we know that this flood was done for a purpose. Um, what what we're not really sure, but there's different things that can be found out of it. Um, but th- this lady, whenever she was rescued, somehow or another, she had turned on a little Coleman lantern that was a battery powered Coleman lantern type deal, and it was floating in the water, and the rescuers actually seen it floating in the house thought it was somebody waving it was just this lady um was sitting happened to be sitting by the window whenever they come in they knocked the windows out of the house so they could swim through the windows of the house found the found the couple they got her to the hospital about an hour 20 minutes later which was the town of blakely um in a heated ambulance and under blankets and everything else her core temperature was about 76 degrees Okay, um, so she should have been dead right alongside of her husband. But God had a plan for her to make it through this because her son was not saved. He did not know the Lord as a Savior. Um, and, but through, through the missionaries that are here working in this area, um, and I'll show you the clip of the guy here in a minute, but um, the guy's name is Brother Zeb. Yeah, at the night, or a couple of nights after the flood, he's visited with this lady in the hospital, and the next Sunday morning, there, I guess it was a day or two after the waters had backed down, he went, he preached from the pulpit in his overalls, ready to go to work as soon as service was over, and he volunteered or asking even volunteers out of the congregation to get up and go to work. They had this lady. She was in the hospital for a week, and they completely redone her house, remodeled everything, got it back to where she could come back to home to her house within a week's time. And that, that's a, with nothing being prepared um, after a, basically a Saturday night is when they started preparing to do this. Um, but through, through the work that these missionaries done um, and the love that God gave to, to this lady, that they they were able to witness to her son. Now her son will meet him again in glory one day. Um, but now that's four or three months later, this lady has actually went on and perished. And why Brother Zeb was preaching her funeral, four more people got saved at that that 
that funeral. Um, so God can work, and even we, even though it looks like a catastrophe to us, God can work through the simplest things and make things extraordinary. Um, but we'll flip on to the next slide here. Hopefully, I'm not babbling too bad. Um, it's just me and some of the other guys that were a part of this trip. Um, next slide, um, brother Ted. There, um, he was he was a gentleman who actually. Got to, I got to ride with him, or he rode with me. Um, that was a blessing for me, just just being with a, another brother in Christ, getting to know him on the the twelve hours of nonstop talking between me and him, um, going back and to on. We we knew each other before the trip, but now we know each other a whole lot better. Um, next slide. Um, this is the end of day one. Um, we we had a little bit about this group. Um, there was supposed to have been 14 of us that went. Um, well, the morning we showed up, there was only nine of us there to, to participate. Out of that nine, um, there was three of us under 50. Um, I, I was the youngest man at 38 years old. Um, then the next age bracket was 65 plus. Two of those over 85 um, and, and the, the one older 85 year old man, he was about this tall. His name was Mr. Neal. Uh, that's his first name. I, don't, I can't remember his last name, but he was an inspiration to me. Um, the guy never sit, sat down. He is just a, was a hardcore worker. He's carrying every time I'd see him with two, two by fours on him. He's three quarters of my side. I needed six two by fours to, to keep up with him. So I, 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 he was my challenge and he didn't even know it, but whatever he was doing, I was trying to do it at least three times bigger because I'm three times bigger than he was. But, um, he, me, me and the other two young guys were the, were the high hanging the trusses and all this, that, and the other. So, but these guys were, major support and major inspiration to me um, on what God's given them, me seeing that glory through them, um, letting, letting him me have a taste of what God's given them in their life. Um, next slide. That's me at the end of day one drinking the pickle juice because I'm cramping so bad that um, I, ha- I have not done general construction or residential style construction in over 20 years, and I've used, I used muscles I didn't know I had anymore or didn't know existed. Um, next slide. Um, this, is, this is day two. Um, there's uh, me up on the roof, and if you look over the back corner, there's a blue shirt over there. It's a group of Mennonite men that was there. Now, um, these Mennonite men, they, they see that the scene that we were an older crew and a smaller crew. So they brought uh, about five guys over and asked, hey, can we give y'all a hand putting plywood on the roof this morning? And me, I'm already cramping at 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. And one of the older gentlemen on the, on the ground is like, we might need some help later on. I'm like, might not. Y'all come on up. Um, I, I will be grateful for your 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 help here. Me being the youngest man up here, and um, but uh, so these, these men and I gentlemen, they come over and they helped us get all the plywood down and secured. Which me and Jimmy Anderson were the guys 
that were actually putting the roof down, and both of us are older, bigger guys um, compared to, to to the guys that were over here. These were a group of 30 and under, and there was about 35 of them. I think they had three elders with them that was 55, 60, somewhere in that range. But these those guys built five houses in the time that we built one house. Um, they they had their stuff together. They were they were very good at what they do, um, and God had blessed them. Next slide. Um, just, you can flip through this. Just some the slides here that we were uh, of us working around some of the gentlemen. Oh, but back up with a sec. The little guy over with a black hat on that that is Mr. Neal. Or excuse me, black shirt, white hat. Um, that's Mr. Neal, and he was our he was our go-getter. He was one that I inspire and hope and pray that I can be 85 years old and running around still carrying two by four, slipping and sliding on the clay. Um, next slide. Um, this is the end of or getting close to the end of day three and a half. Um, we've we've got the entire siding on the roof on. Um, Everything on the exterior of the house is complete, minus the steps. And um, the the Mennonite guys were going to come over as soon as we left and put the steps on for us. Um, next slide. There's just another picture of of the house. Next slide. This is the interior of the house. Everything's framed up. Everything is ready for electrical and plumbing and sheetrock. Um, next slide. Um, this is Brother Zeb right here. He he was the director of of the disaster relief program that we were we were doing working with. Just an awesome man of God. Um, love him and appreciate him. Um, next next slide. There's me and Brother Ted. That was as we were getting through. We were all just kind of taking pictures. Next next slide. Um, there's most of the group of the Amish or excuse me Mennonite men. Um, and most most of us are in that picture. Um, it was just an awesome time with an awesome group of men to be able to fellowship with and and, and work for Lord, the Lord. Next slide. Uh, or is that it? That's it. Okay. Um, I, I, but the big thing is here that I want. I guess why God's got me up here today is when God's asking you to do something. Um, you know in your heart when you're supposed to do it. Um, same as me being up here today. I did. I don't want to be up here, but I want to honor my father. I want to to light a fire under somebody out here. Uh, there's somebody that needs to hear these words that I'm speaking today that to encourage you, to give you what, what you need. God will give you everything you need if you trust in him. If you follow him, um, and I'm trying each and every day. Don't look at me, though. Look, keep your eyes up there. Don't pay attention to what I say. Listen to what God tells you through me. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today 
by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.